dear Lord, it's impacting another leader. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the We Are Leaders podcast. Where leaders are tuning in from around the globe. This is where we run through brick walls. This is a new year. And I'm excited because God has so much in store for this community. So much in store for you. If you're listening to this now, you're just a leader who continues to hunger for growth. So today, God has it on my heart to talk about criticism. We're going to speak about this because my leaders right now, we're in a season where criticism is doing way more than it's supposed to be doing. It's shackling us. It's putting us in a space where we can't move forward and we're stuck. And so my leader that's listening to this today, I want you to get out of this rut. I need you not to be stuck anymore. And some of you are like, well, ja, Coach Ja. Coach Ja, Coach, I ain't, I ain't really stuck no more, Coach Ja. And I'm looking at you, I'm like, I get it. You're not, you're not. But listen to this anyway, because I'm going to tell you later, this is just going to reaffirm. You never want to feel like you got it all together. That's when you start to slip. Always be hungry. Cherish the blessing, but always be hungry. I'm in a season right now where I couldn't afford to eat at a lot of places I couldn't afford to eat last year. But you know what? I'm eating top of the shelf, top ramen. <laughs> top of the shelf, top ramen. Like, I don't even have it. So, if you've been watching the YouTube, you see God has been blessing. He's been blessing me even through the eviction notice. You know, running through hard times. But we're in a season now of increase. But I want to talk about criticism right now and my leader that's facing criticism. I'm with you right now. I'm on your journey. I hear the comments. I'm looking at the DMs. I'm getting the text messages. My leader, I hear what you're saying. You don't want to start operating in your levels of greatness because of criticism. So this is this is a good one. Um, how are you doing? First and foremost, and when I say how you doing, I want you to do a a breather, breath check. Like inhale one time, exhale. You are lucky to be alive right now. My leader, a long time ago, God spoke into my spirit. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, Jah, I'm about to have you speak about God. I'm going to have you lead people. These people are going to listen. These folks are going to be fed by your words. And I said, God, I hear you, Lord. I don't even know how I'm hearing you right now. 
<laughs> but Lord, there's no way an individual like me is finna be able to lead people. Nah. I was a basketball hooper. I thought this was gonna be my life. And literally, we get into a season where I get into a heart situation and now I'm off. I'm off into the races. Dating a woman at the time in high school. And in that time, I was telling one of my homies this. And she was like, ooh, that's not cute. And I told her about the time where I was about to go to the college of my high school sweetheart. You know, um, so I cheated on my SAT. Mind you, I was a basketball player. I never really had dreams of just like... Uh, like a college education I want to do this specific curriculum and be like a law student now I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do once I had that heart situation in high school that stopped me from playing basketball my next thing was hey man my heart is broken because I, I don't get to play the game I love so the next thing I'm about to do right now I'm not about to lose my high school sweetheart so she was going to go off to a school in Dallas UT Arlington and I attempted to cheat on my SAT. I got a video about this on my YouTube. It's actually been doing numbers. And I think it's because there's some students thinking about cheating on the SAT. <laughs> and the reason I cheated my leader is because in high school, they made it seem like, yo, the SAT is just going to dictate where you go in life. Without this score of 1,800 plus you can't achieve nothing in your life. So I just remember cheating on that bad boy. And um, they figured me out. They figured me out. This was like the pre-saved Jaja. You know what I mean? <laughs> I knew God, but I wasn't I wasn't living for God, right? And so, you know, on this podcast, we just keep it, we keep it authentic. We keep it open. I'm not your pastor. I'm just your life coach. So I can curse on here if I want to. <laughs> uh, but, um, yo, my leaders, man, let me tell you something. After that, I just, I ended up going to the university, Texas Southern University, to pursue pre-pharmacy. I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. That's really what my mother wanted to do in life. And so I kind of kind of pursued that route because it was the Nigerian thing to do. And then there was a lot of money. And I just remember throughout that time, God continued to prune me and prune me and prune me and just kind of showed me, like, that the route that you're headed is not the route that you have even imagined. And if you're anything like me and you've continued to see how life has continued to give you something opposite than what you thought, you recognize that, man. Maybe, maybe I don't really got to have it all planned out. Maybe I just really got to submit myself to, to Jesus and allow him to guide my steps. Maybe. And so I started to recognize early on how to allow God to establish my steps. Without understanding that's what was happening. 
my leaders, when God started to speak to me about speaking and giving people words of encouragement, sometimes prophetic words, even even words are just truth. You know how you sit down with somebody and you know after they finish telling you their story and you know the, all the right words to say because God is giving you the words. And so you just have truth. You got cold, hard truth. But you kind of know uh, this may lead to confrontation. And if you're not a person who likes confrontation, you just don't have the conversation. And so you end up being disobedient when God gave you the very word to give somebody else. My lady, the reason why criticism is so detrimental is... It doesn't allow you to be who God has called you to be. For an individual who is the chosen one, you are the type of person who's called to do magnificent things. As the chosen one who has been called by God, who the Holy Spirit is operating through, you have been called to be set apart. Meaning, many times you're going to operate in a group of people, a community that is kind of opposite to what God has shaped you into. Follow me. This is not like your church community where it's like like-minded individuals. No, no, no. This is oftentimes outside of the four walls that is requiring you to do something that is going to change the lives of the people around you. I always use the analogy of a puddle. And that everywhere you go, you're leaving a puddle. Everywhere you are, it's like there's water around you. That water that's around you, as if your shirt is dripping wet and your pants are soaking wet, like you leave a puddle around you. That puddle is your influence. And so whenever somebody comes inside the radius of your influence, they're in affected. So whatever you're feeding yourself, this is what is pouring out on everybody else. This is why it's so vital as the chosen one who's dealing with criticism to even learn how to deal with criticism you must work on yourself you must submit yourself to the lord you must get a cleansing of your heart see this is the thing it's like a lot of times we want our desires one of my boys told me the other day he said man get everything you deserve get everything your heart desires and as i'm reading this verse in my bible we're about to take out the bible come on my leaders Here's a verse that hit me recently. And this verse is in James 1. 13 through 15. When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. 
Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Oh, my gosh. Verse 14, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. My latest, the reason why criticism is so tough. Being a chosen one is so difficult. Is because if we don't as leaders, right? Submit our hearts to God. We will never truly know which desires from the Lord and which is not. It's like a needle in a haystack analogy. You ever heard of that, my leader? And if you've heard of that, my leader, you'll, you'll recognize that, okay, what is this? The needle in the haystack is just a representation of a lot of distractions. Like the needle is the value, the hay is the distractions. And one thing that makes it so difficult for us as the chosen ones to do what God has called us to do is once again, it's because of the clutter. To know what it is that we're supposed to be doing in this season, once again, it's too much clutter. One of the homies, McLit, wrote a comment on the YouTube version of this message. And she made a statement which hit me about how a lot of times God can call you to do something and the very thing he's calling you to do is work on yourself. <laughs> My leaders, Holy Spirit, let me speak. What happens when the very calling that God is pushing you towards is just to work on yourself? Like, what do you do at that point? You're thinking it's supposed to be showcase your gifts. You're thinking it's supposed to be, you know, let me stand on stage. Let me finish this medical degree. Let me go to be alive. But what if the main thing God is calling you to do is just work on you? What if that's what it is? What if working on you every single day is equivalent to clearing out some of the hay and working on you is actually getting you closer to the needle so that when you can get closer to the needle, the gift and the thing he's called you to do, now you can start praying on, now what am I supposed to use this needle for, right? How am I supposed to use this gifting? How am I supposed to use this guy? Because now that you have tapped into something that God has called you to use, you have the strength to handle and endure any type of criticism that comes your way. Why? Because now you're not just operating out of your own desire. Because let's be honest, our own desires is futile. Our own desires can be literally manipulated in literally convinced and persuaded and induced that they're not real. Those are our fleshly desires. But a godly desire can't be moved. It's too bold. It's way too strong. It's too powerful. It's way too convicting. It can't be moved or enticed. And how do we know? How do we know? Because check this out. In that same 
It says God cannot be tempted by evil. <laughs> My leaders, may I suggest that any desire outside of God is evil. Oh, man. My leaders, it's 2 a.m. right now. It's 2 a.m. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> it's past my bedtime, y'all. God got me on a bedtime. So that I'm not enticed by the spirits that come out around this time. But to close this message, the reason criticism is so tough for a lot of areas in our life is because we haven't realized the power of a desire that comes from hearing God's voice yielding to the Holy Spirit because you can, you can ask okay Jai well What if God gives me something, but I'm still, I'm still nervous. I'm still, I'm still scared of criticism. Then what you're trying to do is, I'm gonna tell you right now, Lee. That's a great question. That's a great question. But what you're trying to do, my leader, you've left God out of the equation, like. My devotional talked about how a lot of times we can get it mistaken. Like we get too happy about the gift that we've given, that have been given to us, right? But that we forget about the gift giver, right? So God gives us, he throws the ball to us. We catch it, and now we're just running. We don't ever look back. You don't ever look back to see who gave and just passed us that ball. We We slowly forget. When you are operating... In your calling and you being a chosen one, you got to remember your source. You got to once again remember who gave you the calling to begin with. The moment you forget, it's like getting your umbilical cord cut as a baby. You forget your source. Now you're operating in this world alone. And if you know anything about a newborn baby, that baby cannot operate alone, period. It will die. It can't feed itself. It can't. And so in this world, we can do these things, right? We're grown, quote unquote. And so spiritually, we attempt to do these things with the gift that God has given you. If God has gifted it to you, he never intended for you to forget him. You are now handling something that you cannot even comprehend handling on your own. <laughs> You will be insecure because you're going to realize you can't hold it. What is what is that? Um, I think it's a Hercules. It's one of these mythologies where there's a hero who has he grabs the sword out of the ground like nobody else can grab this sword. But this individual, <laughs> so the individual, he grabs the sword and he's the chosen one. He grabs it. And so many times we are like that hero who grabs that sword and all of a sudden we forget the source. Now we can't hold, we don't even have the strength to hold the anointing. Oh, can I preach on that? We don't even have the strength to hold the anointing. My leaders, that's why we get afraid of criticism. Somebody criticizes, you got to go back to God. 
cast your cares on him because he loves you. We got we get anxiety about our next maneuver. Like we don't even want to do it no more. Cause that same person is gonna say those same negative things to us. Those same people are not gonna believe us. Those same people we're trying to help don't even want our help. They the ones cursing us out the most. God, this can't be from you. My leader, you gotta stand strong. You're the chosen one. When you're the chosen one, you're going to have haters. You're going to have shade. Like rest in peace to the late Kobe. And his daughter and everybody on that plane. You know what was so great about Kobe? What was so great about Kobe is that in his calling of the game of basketball, his influence, he was always called a ball hog. There's an interview I watched yesterday, which was phenomenal. And he spoke about the misconceptions and the perceptions people had about him. Didn't stop him from winning his five rings, but Kobe received so much criticism. It's mind-boggling. But it didn't stop him from being great. Jesus, till the day of him dying on the cross, received so much criticism. If you are the, the son of man, the son of God, free yourself. Just being challenged. Even the people he wanted to die for. Peter. <laughs> getting in his way. Saying you're not challenging him. You're not going to die on the cross. For, no, no, no. 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 Out of love. Stopping him from a place of love. Jesus, no. Don't, don't do that. Mm -mm. But God Has given you a mission Jesus Christ understood his mission Kobe understood his mission Your mission is far greater than the criticism Your mission as the chosen one Is far greater Than the people who try to put you back The people who are trying to put you down your mission is far greater. You do it for these people. You do it because you love these people. You do it because it's what you're put here to do. And in due time and in due season, those folks who are critics, we cherish you amongst the crowd. They will one day be your greatest supporters. They're just learning how to talk about you right now in the early stages. <laughs> They're just learning how to talk about you. But very soon, they'll be praising you. Remember that. Remember that. It's tough right now for some of you leaders. I get it. It is difficult. But don't forget that you are chosen. You are chosen. This is a special 
special, special, special place to be. My lady, I don't know where you are around the globe. But I want you to know something. You're chosen. Criticism does not have to be your greatest downfall. It doesn't have to be that way. You're special. You're talented in the area where the same person who's criticizing you may not be talented in. So we need to learn today, let's not forget about our mission. Let's not forget about our goal. I'm going to talk more about this because criticism can go into so many directions. I just wanted to give you all an update. I haven't been on the podcast for a good amount of time now, and I owe you all a podcast. And I need a, I want to call y'all something special. My podcast crew, I want to call y'all something special. So if y'all have any names, any suggestions, email me at Jaja Global, J A J A Global. G-L-O-B-A-L at gmail.com Email some suggestions. What should I call y'all? Y'all are the global family. My global leaders. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to make something up. We're going to make something up. But y'all love y'all. And I want y'all to continue to be victorious. There's going to be many updates coming. I'm in different various groups. Bible study groups. Small groups, accountability groups, and it's just a special time for growth. God is putting me around a lot of community, challenging me to be a better leader. I'm getting my finances in order, like financial fitness. And I'm just thankful for where life is headed, where it's going. You know, those challenges are important because it teaches me never to be stagnant. Whether I'm this young or whether I'm 50, whether I'm 60, you know, always, always challenge. There's always some place to grow. I can always love more. I can always serve more. So let me know how I can serve y'all. But I just want y'all to know, man, y'all have been a phenomenal group of leaders. I didn't know how much traction this podcast would start picking up, but when I was doing it daily, Back in New York, man, crazy how much support was coming my way for the podcast and how many people are listening to it. And I think one of the greatest things I took away from it was people were like, man, I just, you know, man, I just I just feel like I know you, man. <laughs> they would always be like, hey, man, I just I just feel like I I just feel like I know you. You know, I just just feels like, um, yeah, man, I just it's personal. And so the moment I started hearing that, it just gave me permission to just start talking to y'all, like almost on a rant type of ordeal. So now I just talk, man. Don't even worry about the time no more. But I just want y'all to know, man, there's, there's a voice right now that's comforting you and just allowing you to know you're great, you're phenomenal. Don't stop loving yourself. Self-love is important because we can't love others 
to the extent of how much you think you can love somebody. Now, you can only love somebody to the extent of which you love yourself. This is biblical. Now, love thy neighbor as thyself. So I just want y'all to understand, man, um, being able to cope with criticism is a sure indicator on your level of self-love, meaning how much are you allowing God to reveal more about yourself? God is going to strengthen that aspect, and I, and I believe what he's about to do for you this season, if you're listening to this podcast, he's going to have you do things, say things that you would have never said before to somebody you love or a certain group of people. Uh, you're a leader, and your gift is needed. If nobody's told you that before, I'm going to tell you right now, your gift is needed. There's something I have on my board, one of my calendars in my room, and it says, your anointing is in demand. Did I put high demand? Oh, no, okay. I just put your anointing is in demand. You are in demand. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs you, man. Just like you listen to me babble, talking about leadership, cheating on SATs. <laughs> so, yeah, man, y'all, we're going to pray in a second. I just want y'all to know something as well, too, man. Um, I want to get back to doing these podcasts. I don't know how often. You know, I, I, part of me has a drive to go daily. You know what I mean? Part of me has a drive to go daily. And so what I think I'm going to do is when I'm in my, my room and when I'm disciplined to get back here, I can do these podcasts frequently but if I don't have to rely on doing it from my whole setup my podcast will have to come from my phone and I can do it like that too we just won't get those beautiful my beautiful intros man it, get, it gets my vibe right because if I do it from the phone I'm gonna just come at y'all strong we just gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna just give y'all that that coaching like we're gonna try we're gonna experiment but if I do it like that yeah I could be this could be an everyday podcast, just not Sundays. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Once again, I love y'all. Let's get into prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for just guiding us here once again. Father, we are in a season where we're just looking to continue to do what you called us to do, even when it's tough. Even when it's difficult, you know, we're your children and we know we're the chosen ones. We just ask for the strength to do what we need to do when criticism is our Goliath. Many of my leaders right now, God, are battling with the Goliath of criticism and we just ask for your strength and your covering, God. It's been such a battle to deal with the nuance of having to recover after each comment which feels like a blow father we need your spiritual power of healing and just prayer to give us that understanding that it's going to be okay this is all part of the process father we want to be able to see our vision and our goals and what you're calling us to do as a needle that's in a haystack. We just want you to remove all the hay and show us right now what is that special, unique thing. Some of my leaders know, and I have other leaders that don't know. 
the Father asks that you reveal after this message what it is that they're called to do and give them the strength to go towards it because their anointing is in demand. It's in high demand and the enemy wants to do anything to stop that anointing. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you in your mighty name. Father, continue to protect these leaders from around the globe. I was gonna say grove, Lord. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> protect their leaders from around the globe. Protect them, cover them, give them continuous strength. Wow, man, they're just phenomenal people. Anyone who's made it to the end of this podcast, God, and is listening to this prayer, I just I just ask for their their covering. Like they are people who are desiring you, God. They want to know you more, more intimately, how you work, how you speak. So protect them and guide them, Father. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you so much, Jesus. We thank you, God. We love you so much. Give us strength, Lord. Give us power. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. Into our hearts so we can change our desires, Lord. We don't want to pursue desires that are not for us. We don't. Father, I know for me personally, remove the desires that are not of you. I want your desires. And when you give me your desires, give me that passion and that conviction to pursue it relentlessly, God. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.